Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. I am the big guy, Ryback. Joined with Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc., WrestlingInc.com. How's the week going? It's been, it's just insane. We we joked a few weeks ago about having nothing to talk about with coronavirus, but it's been, it's been busier than ever. How about yourself? Doing, doing, doing well. The, it never slows down. I've been busier <laughs> than ever as well with all of this. So it's, yeah. uh, as we hopefully get back to a, some sense of normalcy, it looks like casinos are, talking about their, I think Treasure Island announced they're going to be reopening or taking bookings for May 15th. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think, and I've noticed driving, like, Mike, the car wash I go to here, that uh, the drive through when they have the vacuum section, that's open back up now just randomly. And like, yeah. I think things are just, like, whatever's going on, I think people are like slowly opening back up, so... Yeah, here in Colorado, it's kind of the same thing. Hair salons are going to be opening back up. Golf courses are now open, yeah. so it's slowly... You know, there are new rules in place with all these places that are opening up. But, yeah, it's uh, we'll see. I I heard the Las Vegas mayor talking about how. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that got some headlines. Yeah, that wasn't maybe the best. uh, I don't know. (laughs) There were were rumors that she was. I think it's the wife of uh, the former mayor, if I'm not mistaken, um, Goodman. I can't remember his first name. John Good. Not Jano. That's the actor. Uh I can't remember, but I think it's his wife. I correct. I could be wrong, but they, they were heavy, the heavy scotch drinkers from what I remember. And there's a good possibility that she may have been drinking heavily, uh, before, before the, she went on public TV. It was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, she didn't necessarily word things the best way, <laughs> which when you're absolutely wasted tends to happen. You just say things and, uh, so yeah, and she is representing Vegas, so I mean, she did her job, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, earlier this week, uh, this was reported by Orlando reporter John Alba uh, that w- an anonymous WWE employee named John, which is likely for John Doe, submitted public comments at Tuesday's Orange County, Florida Board of Com- County Commissioners meeting and spoke out against WWE tapings from the closed set at the Performance Center. Uh, He said that despite sanitary precautions at the Performance Center, employees are unable to maintain social distancing at the tapings and they have to touch others. They've requested that the government shut down the WWE taping so everyone can follow social distancing rules without fear of losing their jobs. And uh, Alba did say there's no way to 100 percent classify that it's a WWE employee, you know, that 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 it's valid uh, given the nature of the complaint. But uh, there have been several within the company who have expressed concern, uh, many privately, over the tapings continuing. Yeah, no, definitely uh, concerning on the end. One, the first thing that comes to mind when they say the person that, that supposedly called in WWE employee, that would eliminate any wrestler if that was the case because they're not employees. So right. it could have been someone in the office uh, traveling. It, it possibility was. My, I, I believe it's 100% accurate. Somebody probably did call in. The whole HR argument is all, I never once heard that there about go, if you have a problem, go to HR, nor would you. 
the right. HR for WWE is, which when, my entire time there from developmental, never once it had, it was non-existent, never even heard of it. And mm-hmm. if you did, what do you think is going to happen realistically? Like no, but nobody in their right mind under contract is going to go do that. And they know, and this is the first thing this reminded me of, and I love Bill DeMott, was people that when during our time there, people were terrified and we all know the stories and different things. There was a group of people, and we never know who they were, that were reporting things to WWE behind that didn't w- try to do it anonymously because they were terrified. Because what happened is Bill found out some people that were doing it, and their lives got turned to hell in a very different, like from a work standpoint, way and training. And I love Bill, but that was, and it was very personal. That's the same thing with WWE. If you go to HR, you're career suicide. The, yeah, it really, that's, the, that's the reality of the situation. WWE is going to say no. The talent have a choice. The talent they and the talent majority of them are going to publicly. They can't say anything other than what they say. It's either be quiet or speak proactively on the situation. That's no. There's there's, there's no way around it. And it, it, unless you really are in a top position and you're taking a stance, which even then you're not going to. Things are going to change for you. Um, very interesting. I think that just shows there's concern. There's no way to obviously track that back and prove it, who it is. So there there you have it. But we've heard already, and I know from talking to people there, they're not thrilled about it. And I think those things, if things start going back to normal, they dodged a bullet once again and whatnot. But my thing was, is running all this stuff while there, this information, we didn't have this information yet. Everything else shut down and Vince shut down XFL and not WWE. And the reason why is because he knew that with the, that he, he can't control that bubble. The rest of his host, it's real life. And the people in that organization would not have stood for it based off other sports and entertainment agencies being shut down. But Vince controls the fake wrestling bubble. In that, in that world and controls all these people's lives based off the entertainment aspect of it and these one up lopsided contracts. So that's why that was able to keep going. And that's, it, it's a really, it's concerning that people really feel that way. But again, what's going to happen with it? Vince is so in with Trump and everything going on. They dodged another bullet. Yeah. Uh, WWE, they did, they denied that, uh, the, the accusations, uh, they issued a statement saying the accusations aren't true. Employees know they can confidentially go to human resources, not the public, notwithstanding the appropriate protocol. No one would be fired if they were uncomfortable with their surroundings. We've made accommodations for individuals upon request. Obviously Roman Reigns is a big example, but you got to think a cameraman or, you know, the lower level employees would be more fearful for their jobs if they, you know, spoke out. Absolutely. And it, it's it, everyone was put in a situation that just again it exposes the pro wrestling industry uh, more than anything, and that's all that there is to it. And either you get it or you don't. And there'll be people that want to defend the company all day long. It is what it is. It, it's it's unfortunate, and I, I'm proud not to be involved in the industry right now with that. I think it, I think it's a black eye on wrestling doing that. Yeah, you mentioned the XFL earlier. Um, a lot of information came out regarding the XFL filing for bankruptcy. Obviously, by filing for bankruptcy, uh, Vince is kind of off the hook. I mean, he, it's well within his right as a company to file for Chapter 11. Uh, but with it, Vince had also uh, paid out a couple of loans to the XFL right before it folded for for the payroll. So he's actually uh, the biggest creditor. <laughs> to the uh, XFL. So in the bankruptcy filings, he would be the one that's owed the most money. 
Um, and then a lot of mom and pop shops would be out of, you know, a- any payments that they were owed uh, to the XFL and from the XFL. So uh, and then also Vince had terminated Oliver Luck and Oliver Luck is now suing Vince McMahon for wrongful termination. He said he was wrongfully terminated after the league folded. And he said that he received a termination letter detailing why he was being let go, but he denies any wrongdoing and says the allegations against him aren't true. So he was let go. The company says it was, it was due to cause. Uh, Oliver Luck is claiming that is not the case. Uh, I, he was he was on salary for it's believed to be 20 to 30 million a wow. year. And uh, and yeah, so it, uh, granted, you know, so he's suing Vince McMahon. You got to think it's at least 20 million dollars in that lawsuit. It has to be something significant to do that because in, in with Vince and his team of attorneys and those guys, I mean, that, that's going to, and I don't know, I don't know what Oliver Luck is worth wise, but Vince, the, the, the way they tend to do it is they try to bleed people out when, and they delay things and they, they cause you to spend a lot of money, which is how they've been successful so many times with different things. Um, that guy, I feel for him. It, it sucks. What it just a shit situation. And, uh, but it, it clearly, he, he's losing out on a lot of money if that's the route that he is taking. And, and it is, I would bet that in just knowing, you know, Vince stuff, I would, I would tend to believe that Oliver Luck's probably not in the wrong on any of this. Yeah. And he, he had left a, a big job, uh, you know, a high paying job to join the XFL. So, uh, yeah, so Vince McMahon, he, he hasn't been looking good in all of this. <laughs> there is a, a report by PW Insider that uh, a lot of wrestlers have been noting how Vince has been coming across as a grumpy SOB uh, due to the XFL woes. And, uh, yeah, apparently Vince is not in, in the best of moods right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, not a shocker. He was notorious for you never knew what kind of mood Vince was going to be in and um, I mean, he de- he deals with a lot, obviously. And from a business standpoint, he's he's built up quite the the empire of things. Um, but he's uh, I just think it's interesting. And this is the guy that took over the wrestling business from his father. He's done he's done some great things. I really think though, when you look at Vince McMahon, and I think this is going to go down in his legacy. It, it's not ending well. And this is not even personal. This is just looking at this. And knowing what I know, wrestlers have made him and him surrounding the people from. And I just listened to um, what Jr.'s book, the Under the Black Hat, in which mm-hmm. he t- which that book is it, everyone should listen to. That tells you all the information you need to know about Vince on what kind of like human being he is. It's not good. And Jr. even says Vince, the wrestlers and the wrestlers' love of the business and the people Vince puts around him is the reason why Vince is successful. And when you look at Vince, and this is in my opinion, but the facts are all there, everything he has tried to do outside of wrestling has failed. And it's what it, they have, it hasn't done well. Or they, they it, you look at the bodybuilding, that, look at the, the, the supplement, the IcoPro stuff. What, was, what else has he done? There, the XFL the first time. XFL the second time, you could chalk it up to coronavirus. But based off rating, things were going south, I think, pretty quickly once again on that. Um, the movies, which it never ended up quite amounting to what they wanted it to ever amount to. And it's kind of fizzled, I feel like, o- over time. Um, and then wrestling. And the reason why is it's not Vince. It's because wrestlers love and the people in the wrestling business are different human beings. And he's preyed on that for his success. And he's not able to 
to replicate that success because he can't find that in any other endeavor, which I feel like eats away at him. That in, in his, and this is just looking in his eyes, I feel like he's a failure in everything else outside of wrestling, which he took over from his father and just change. He did some great things with it, but there's no doubt that in the fact that he keeps trying to do different things at this stage, that it doesn't, I just feel like it eats him inside with that. That's just my opinion on it. And it's not being angry, bitter, negative. I think it's a reality of a situation of a billionaire of what he is internally going through. And just because you have money doesn't mean you have your good self-development and where you're at. And based off how he treats people and acts, he's very low on that totem pole, in my opinion. So it's unfortunate. And I feel bad, everyone involved with that. And the virus didn't help all of it. it, But it, it, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Vince did get some good news this week. Uh, as we're recording this, their stock is surging. It's up like 15% uh, because they released their earnings and uh, they beat the estimates. Um, mainly the TV deals, you know, have just been huge. Uh, and and that is just, uh, that's keeping them way profitable. Um, so, yeah, uh, good news on that front. <clears throat> That is in everything. This was everything. These earnings were before not including the virus or anything of, of that. Of yeah, that. just a couple of weeks because WWE basically shut down live events in, you know, mid-March. So this is everything up until then. But, you know, the March. Yeah. And uh, so they dodged a bullet with that. I think the next ones are going to be really interesting to see. And obviously, I think it's it, it all depends on what expectations are. And then what they what they come in at on the next one, which isn't going to be as good, I feel like, can't be, when they're losing out completely on live events and merchandise on that. And I don't know, maybe online merchandise has surged. <laughs> that's a very that's a possibility. They may that may stay the same. And, and I don't know. Uh, good news. I do think like the share from like people that are shareholders of WWE. I think they're not going to, it would be nice if, and I, and I didn't hear the call and maybe someone did, but I didn't see anything reported on it. You would like to see somebody speak up on why are, why are you still going with this? Why, yeah. why are like, but they're, they're not, they want to, they want to make sure the stock continues to go up. They don't want to see it tank because they're invested in it. So mm-hmm. why would they question any of that from that? Because that would require you to morally be somewhat decent human being. It's just, <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, I, w- I was on the call, and he he was kind of asked that. He was asked about talent morale, about having to work under these conditions, and Vince basically said that, uh, well, they're you know the performers are happy to be there, and you know they they really uh, you know want to perform, <clears throat> knowing that they're pretty much the only game in town. So Vince yeah. actually was really uh, putting the performance over strong. He has to. Yeah. That's his only play. That's his only, he can't, there's no other play on that. That's straight, that's straight Vince, Vince business right there. Baby face, the shareholders by the talent. And it, it's, that's, he's, he's very smart. That what else is he going to say? That's make it, put it all on them. They want to go out there. This is, I wanted to shut down, but these guys want to go out there and perform forever. But I was going to, I was going to be non-essential, but a talent came to me and said, we want to perform and entertain everybody while everyone's stuck at home because there's not enough entertainment in the world between Netflix and YouTube and every other television program. And we, we want to be the ones things that put our lives at stake for the fans that don't give a shit about us, that talk shit about us on social media all day. We, we want to do that for them. God damn it. We're going to do it for them. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, he's great at that. I mean, 
he can be a smart businessman. He was talking about how their next event in Saudi Arabia that's scheduled for later this year might not happen, but it won't affect them financially because they'll just tack it on to the back end of their contract. So he's not going to be losing any money on the Saudi Arabia deal, even if they don't have another event this year. Which it would affect the earnings number for whatever earnings report that would fall on, but he's going to get it back on the back end. It's just, it's like a talent that's injured getting four weeks added to their contract or whatever it is. It's yeah. He's so it it won't, the numbers will be down, but their estimates on the earning will be lowered, which everything will be in line still. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, in a lot of ways, profitability is going to be up because live events were losing money. Now, you know, they were selling merch at those live events, but the live events themselves were had been uh, bringing in losses for the last year and a half or so. Um, ratings have been down. Uh, Vince was asked about that, about the TV ratings. He, he said that, yeah, Raw has been down. He blamed it on uh, new talent. He said that you know it's the ratings on Raw have been down, but not SmackDown this much because of the new faces on Raw, and that it'll take time for them to get over and and the ratings to get up. So uh, he's not, he's not blaming necessarily the empty arena wrestling, even though he did note it, note that you know it's not what they do, and they're having to adjust, and you know they, they want to be back in front of an audience, but the, the main reason for the decrease in Raw ratings, he's saying, is because of new talent. Which is overall, though, what's going to happen is, and we talked about this, I think, on your show when I was on that the Wrestling Inc. podcast, and and he's not entirely wrong on that. When you're mm-hmm. debuting all these new talent, problem is, is you have watered down talent and talent that's been booked horribly. It's everything's it, it, it's a culmination of many different things. Now, when these other talent work with these other talent that have been lowered, they can only get over so much. They can't ever truly fully get over because Vince, they haven't allowed. To, they haven't made new superstars at the level that they were in the past. So what's happening is the people are perception is, is they're not as big as stars as the past based off how they're booking them. And then you're debuting a, just a plethora of new talent, which you can only do that in small doses anyways. Normally I remember I equate it to back when WCW was, was folding up. And I remember as a fan, just watching, seeing all these new guys with the new blood and like, you just, I didn't care right. because I didn't mm-hmm. know, I wasn't invested in them. And I didn't know why I didn't care. I was just like, this isn't as good. Like, where are the guys that I like, I, like I loved and like, where, where's, where are they? And it was, everything was falling apart. This is kind of what, even though financially that's not the case with WWE and all these other things, but from a product standpoint, it's very similar what's going on. And even if these other talents do get over, you know, the, the street profits. I feel like street profits are getting over to a degree, but there's nowhere near the level they would if they were actually with some really, really over talent. It, right. it, it, it's only going to get so high, and the ratings. I, I don't see the ratings improving significantly. Even I think there'll be a pop when the crowds are back, but the numbers have been on a decline for too long because this business model is not working. Yeah. And you do see a number of talents like Randy Orton, Edge, Brock Lesnar, obviously, uh, that aren't uh, appearing on TV right now. So not, not sure. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if uh, it's just a contract thing or if they just choose not to, because I know Edge had limited dates, but Randy Orton, you know, he he pretty much can work all the TVs. But yeah, it's interesting. No, the guy, Ray Mysterio, another one, the guys that are all have money that are making real money in wrestling aren't performing at these shows right now. Which tells well, Ray, you was, a, Ray was on last week. Was Ray on last week? He hadn't been though, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure. I hadn't seen him, but that he had been off. Yeah, he had been self quarantining for a, a couple of weeks. Yeah, but. which it's interesting though. The guys that are making real money are the kind of not didn't want anything to do outside of WrestleMania. 
Right. Which is probably, I don't know what the payday is going to be on that, but there's just something off about the whole thing. I really believe so. And that's me. If I was, I would, I would not want to be performing in that. And I would, I would, if being in there and you're making money and you're getting paid a lot of money, you're going to do what they want you to do. And you know, if you do speak up on it, you're, you're putting yourself at a, at a high risk. And I know because I questioned things in the past and it directly affected my booking at different times. Yeah. Yeah. And Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, just a couple more of the names that haven't been on TV. Undertaker, obviously, but he probably wouldn't have been anyway. Um, also, uh, WWE 24-7 champion Rob Gronkowski uh, has announced that he's returning to the NFL. He's gonna. He signed a contract to be traded uh, from the New England Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he reportedly it's a one-year deal worth ten million, or he had a one-year deal worth ten million left on his contract with the Patriots. So uh, he's going back to the NFL. Um, he is the current champion. WWE congratulated him and said, you know, that that title can be defended anywhere, including on a you know on an NFL field. So. <laughs> it would be kind of smart to let him hold on to the title until then. <laughs> Good publicity for them. That's yeah. uh, they. I saw that uh, someone mentioned. I don't know if it was Ziggler. Somebody mentioned something about our truth doing the opening uh, for the opening game, doing the something and uh, the show. I don't know what it was. Something where he wins the title back from Gronk before the game, actually on a roll up or something. Like, That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. The locker room or something. Like yeah. He's a disguised as a reporter. Get Tom Brady involved <laughs> in it. Maybe that would be great, which I could see Gronk and obviously with their relationship. So, um, hell let's get Tom Brady a run with the 24 seven title. I'm a big fan. I think there it's a lot of hype with it. Tom and Gronk going to Tampa Bay. I like I, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's relevant. It's fresh. Everyone they're having, it looks like they're having fun. It's almost like they're like for the first time they're showing real personality and character leaving new England which is kind of a team format and Gronk's always had personality right outside of there. But like Tom, it don't know. It just see, it feels a little different. It's like two guys at the end of their career, just having some fun. Just, it, it's, I love the whole thing. And yeah. uh, it, it's a, it's a good, it's good publicity for WWE. Yeah. Uh, other business news, WWE uh, officially made it official that there will not be a WWE 2K21 game this year. Uh, last year's game obviously was panned by critics. It was uh, it was panned by everyone. It, it, it was a disaster. But um, there is a new WWE video game that's planned to be released later this year. But uh, it, they didn't confirm what that was. Yeah, that, that's unfortunate. Uh, you would think after the, with the... You would video games take, I mean, a, a significant amount of time, and from the development standpoint, it, it's a tremendous amount of work uh, on that end. Those people that are involved in that, from a talent standpoint, it's unfortunate. Even though the checks, and we've talked about it when David Starr was on the show, the, and I know my time there, I never got one good payday from a video game, and and by good because there's someone who eleven thousand dollars, fantastic. No, it's not in the grand scheme of things for you don't know how long your career is going to be and what other people make for video games and what the pay was based off their revenue. It was horrible. And it's, yeah, it's cool to be part of a video game, but those video game, when that money is very, very little and with taxes and everything, it sucks. Talent are missing out on it. Like just a eleven, twelve thousand dollars check. Maybe it's gone up a little. Maybe it hasn't based off what I heard with the NXT or the 205 Live guys, 2800 which I'd had other people confirm that that's very low. That's not, that's, and I don't know what, I'm sure some of the top guys are making, making more on it, but it, they need to fix the game. And I wish 
the back my favorite games were those uh the Nintendo 64 WCW NWO Revenge the WWE WrestleMania that with that game engine it was I remember my friends and I would come over we'd play together and those that was like the the only real games and even the first WCW there was another WCW game before the WCW NWO Revenge and uh it, yeah I, I wish I don't know if that was THQ that might have been back then yeah. yeah if i if i'm not maybe i'm wrong on that but uh that's back when i was involved in, with gaming and i wish and i think aew has talked about that if they can land that that would be huge which cody's very in with the video game mm-hmm. like he's cody is a video gamer you know omega and those guys the bucks that they, they would be i feel like they have a better opportunity to really do a better quality video game than wwe because they're inside the wrestling world and they understand it where like Vince and Hunter don't understand the video game world and there's they're having outside people do it I feel like it's that AEW could have an advantage of that and there's a lot of variables that go into it but it's unfortunate for the talent that they're going to miss a, a payday small payday but a payday nonetheless yeah um did you see any fluctuations in the video game pay while you were there or was it pretty much uh consistent no it started so what happened was is that that company went bankrupt my first year, the first video game, where they gave us a speech and they had seen us speak up and saying, guys, we all got to stick together on this. This is even though the company made money on it and they that was their way of fucking the talent. And they never changed it because none of the talent they realized they had us this generation. won't. They there's nothing they they've groomed it in such a way that you can't if you do speak up, they'll just plug somebody else in. So you take what you you take what you take. You take what they give you, and that's it. And if you ask questions, it's going to hurt you. So, and they never adjusted it outside of that. It was always in that eleven, twelve thousand dollar range. Yeah. Cody Rhodes, he he did say uh, during a recent Q and A that the AEW video game is something that uh, they're taking their time on. They want to make sure it's done right. Um, so it's uh, doesn't sound like it'll be anytime soon, but they're working on it. Yeah, and that underground basement. I know that I had when I had Enzo on the podcast, he's involved with it. They're working on that independent game with independent wrestlers and people. And the guy, they'd contacted me. And it looks, I was like, that sounds really, really promising. And I like the way they're possibly going to do it. But I, they had no idea when they were going to launch the game. I'm like, well, I'm not signing on to anything unless I know what the game is. And it, yeah. it's, it's a, the, the pay structure on it's based off downloads. Cool. I understand that. But it's. I was, it wasn't, uh, it's one of those things that you got to wait and see if they actually, if it comes to fruition, because it is so, it's very complicated. There's a lot of things that that go involved, that get involved in making a video game and Cody, they have the right approach. Do it the right way. I don't care if it takes another year, do it the right way. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that'll be interesting, that indie video game, because some of my favorite wrestling games were not affiliated with uh, any company. I don't know if you remember Pro Wrestling. I'm going to sound old as hell here, but Pro Wrestling on the NES. Yes. We had King Slender Star and Starman. Yeah. That was my game growing up. And Spider Hayabusa. Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. Star there was an arcade game. There was an arcade game called The Main Event, which was just awesome. Yeah. Anyway, uh so yeah, uh, also the the network uh, subscriptions w- were revealed uh, this week. They said they averaged 1.46 million paid subscribers, which was down from the previous quarter. Uh, they had a bunch of 640,000 free subscribers, so um, you know a lot of free subscribers, uh, and they hit 2.1 million on that WrestleMania Sunday on night two. Um, but yeah, paid subscribers down, um, but still. It, it, 
not not a, a really bad number right now. No, but with mania though, with people at home, I would expect that. And I know, like Mark Henry was talking about, thought it would be the most watched thing ever, and clearly wasn't. Yeah. Still, I, I think I really would like them to explore. I like I like the network. I like what it is for past content. I really think they they need to look at and and it would it would make them more money. I think. That from a pay per view standpoint, I think they they botched that whole experiment horribly at the at the expense of the talent uh, in paydays, and I know that firsthand being there, looking into an ESPN Plus deal with pay per views and figuring out a price that I, I the pay per view market is not dead. That is that people will pay, and when you know you're charging somebody forty nine ninety nine or fifty nine ninety nine for a pay per view, you know you got to put on a hell of a card to or you're going to get criticism for not delivering. I think the network has made WWE lazy, which we all know we've seen it. I've been there. When they don't have competition or there's no one really holding them accountable, they get really lazy. They're still, for them, they're still fantastic at everything they do and the people that work there. But if they know they got to deliver every month and they have AEW putting out pay-per-views, then it, raise, it raises them to elevate their game. And it makes it where people, I think they will make more money in the long run doing that. There's going to be the, the criticism regardless from people. What? We can't watch it for free anymore? Then, but what? I, I need to watch this. And they're going to watch it. Even if they yeah. have to get a group of friends together to pay for it. And what's going to happen. The reason why I'm so proactive on this, I understand why people are mad. But it makes the talent deserve to make more money for what yeah. they're putting themselves through. And the network is not delivered for the talent overall. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, WWE with WrestleMania, they were heralding how it was the most social WrestleMania ever. Obviously, it was two nights. They're combining both nights. Yeah. Either night was not, you know, anywhere near what last year's was uh, for one night. But still, the two nights, um, I personally liked it. Triple H actually said that he would like for them to continue to be two nights, even when they go back to, you know, performing in front of uh, live crowds, whenever that is. Uh, he says it ends up being more like a, a festival. Um and uh, yeah, so Triple H in favor of two nights for WrestleMania. Yeah, no, and I'm not against it either. I think, and it splits it up. And if people, you could pick one or one night one or night two, and you're going to get a lot of people that go to both nights. The problem I feel like what's going to happen is is what they've done to night one when it's just one night is making it eight hours long or seven hours long. I feel like what they're going to do is it's going to it's not going to be two three hour shows or even two four hour shows it's eventually going to get back to two eight-hour shows. Like, yeah. And I think they're just going to do overkill. It's, But from a talent standpoint, to get everybody out there, I get that. And that's looking up for the talent on that end of things. Um, it's just, I like it if they can do it and keep it within three to four hours for both nights. And it, it I think there's yeah. a cool dynamic to that. And not having a battle royal, maybe you do the men's on one night and the women's on the other and balancing it out. You get two main events. You get two main event paydays for talent. I think it's good from a talent standpoint for pay, so I'm in favor of it on that from that end. And if fans, I think it's – they have to try it and see if they sell out both nights. It's the only way yeah. to do it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if WWE can help themselves and not have both nights end up being eight hours each. <laughs> you know, That would be my concern uh, because split up two nights, four hours each, it would be great. But uh, yeah. I could see them increasing the length year after year as they often do. Which is that was my, that's my only fear um, yeah. if they do. But again, I, I like the idea. I don't I think it's 
I like it. Yeah. Uh, AEW is going to be going back to live tapings uh, or live TV here starting May 6th uh, at Daly's Place in Jacksonville. So, you know, there's this concern about a second wave. Things are things are now opening back up uh, and AEW and, you know, WWE, they're they're going full speed ahead. But yeah, AEW's back uh, back to live TV starting May 6th. They they filmed enough content at the last tapings to last for s- several more weeks, but apparently they're not going to use some of that and and just start uh, start fresh May 6th. Yeah, I don't know. It's and I, I spoke for WWE and AEW. I'm not a fan of this until we kind of know what was going on. I think if they have the footage to do a few more weeks, it would have been maybe use it and hold off just to kind of see. So you don't get grouped into this really badly. If uh, if people start coming down with it and like WWE, I think we're still waiting is that from whoever the announcer was to win all this. If talent start coming down with it, it it's not the young, healthy people that aren't the ones that are necessarily at risk. It's if pass it on to a family member or something. And we've seen it with other people where they're dying. I think it's just we don't have all the information. I think with the antibody test, more people have had it than than what we realized and we're getting information now every day is being updated i just wish wrestling would have taken the approach of other industries and for and and i get it and you want to perform it's not i'm glad it's not my business i really am because i think the 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 risk to reward is 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 a very dangerous game both organizations are playing yeah uh, part of the reason why they probably want to get back on the road is their ratings have been down quite a bit since they've been doing the empty arena stuff. Uh, they did beat NXT this past week after NXT had beat them in total viewers the last couple weeks. Uh, this week, Dynamite did 731,000 viewers. They were up 7% from last week. Uh, NXT was down 4%. They did 665,000. The combined viewership was basically what they, the shows have been doing together the last few weeks. So they, I think we're kind of at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, these are the hardcore fans that, you know, the, the hardcore base that are watching. And this is where it's at. Yeah. It, again, it, it's, it's pretty consistent with that range that it's been in. And um, I think everyone's looking forward to getting, you know, a live audience back. And when that is, is I don't know, with everything going on. Um, it's I'm not a fan of the wrestling without the audience. So I've been very vocal on that. I don't think a lot of people are. I'm glad, you know, they're, they're trying. But yeah, yeah, we we've talked about like different ideas that they should do, um, whether it's, you know, Steve Austin, and the rock watching one of their own uh, old matches, uh, bully Ray. Uh, was on Busted Open. He said, you know, have Vince McMahon and Steve Austin on commentary. You know, I'd tune in for that. Absolutely. And I think that that's a a brilliant idea. And even if you don't use Vince necessarily, but putting in, thinking, I like what he's, he's thinking outside the box. He's he's looking at it past the pro wrestling match in the ring. What can you do to attract viewers? And, And he had some great input on, when, you know, if Stone Cold is putting over someone like the New Day or whoever, the Street Profits or anybody, that they're getting the rub from Stone Cold Steve Austin without Steve just being on his broken skull session around none of the talent. But in, in the pro wrestling world of today, it's a very good idea. And yeah. I think they should experiment in that with, in, you know, hell, you got Sean and, 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 and Hunter, HBK and Hunter out there one week with one of the announcers and they're kind of like DXing it and which we kind of saw with Hunter out there by himself, but like have something entertainment wise to get people to tune in. I think, I think it could create some 
TV that kind of lets you forget about the wrestling with no audience going on. Yeah. Uh, you want to get into a, a little gossip here? Yeah, we might as well add a little <laughs> gossip of the week section for the... the <laughs> uh, Tori Wilson, she was doing a, a thing on social media and she talked about how The Undertaker's ex-wife, Sarah, uh, who's briefly, you know, part of storylines from 2001-2002, uh, Tori said that she wanted to beat her up. And uh, Sarah was apparently under the impression that Tori was interested in a mar- married man that they worked with. Uh, so she said, the Undertaker's ex-wife, she did attempt to beat me up. Uh, she was a little crazy. I'm just going to tell you she was batshit crazy. And she did think I liked somebody, not her husband. She thought I liked somebody else. And she wanted to beat me up because she thought I liked somebody else's husband, which I didn't. That's not my game. So yeah. it's not Michelle McCool, just to make, be clear. It's yeah. Sarah. That, no, it's first I've heard of that. So I don't know. Clearly, Taker's not with her anymore. So, um, and I don't know, I don't know Undertaker personally very well what he's like. I mean, would, I don't, um, trying to just, whenever you concern <laughs> yourself with like other people's lives, it's kind of like a, yeah, I, I tend to believe Tori on it, that, that yeah. Sarah might, I don't know Sarah either, but it sounds like if you're worried about what another person is doing and you're stopping your life to focus on their life. Whether it, it you agree with it or not, or whether it's actually going on or not, seems like kind of a waste of time to me. So, it's uh, and Tori was always involved. I know she was with Billy Kidman and then Nick Mitchell, Mitch from the Spirit Squad. She was with both those guys before or during WWE at different points. I mm-hmm. believe and after. So, did you did you see much of that backstage when you were there? As far as uh, women being jealous o- over. Uh... I literally paid zero attention to the diva gossip or bullshit. (laughs) None. I stayed away when they were filming that fucking TV show. I'm not kidding. I would avoid, I would see cameras and just beeline the other way. It was the fakest, most, the whole thing. I'm just not, I don't like it. And uh, it's, I I, would hear them talk. I just walk away. I can't deal with it. (laughs) I would hear some one of the divas once, and I'm not going to name, I'm not going to call her out. <clears throat> I just avoid her like the plague. She was sitting next to me on a plane ride talking shit about one of the other girls. And the other girl came and had her seat was right next to us. Oh, my God, girl, you look fabulous. So good to see. Her tone changed completely. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with people? She tried to do it again on another flight, and I said, I don't want to fucking hear it. And I just shut her down. She never brought it up to me ever again because she is fake. It is just like not saying all of them are like that, but whenever Raj, I would, I don't put up with it. It's not that's that's their world. I have no energy for that shit. And it's the guys. The guys would sit and they they sit in the stands and they gossip. Get the fuck up. I leave. I'm not not playing that game. Like if you don't have the balls to go say whatever you're talking about and you're jealous and insecure about everyone, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It's one of the parts of the business I absolutely wrestlers are the worst. Divas are the worst on that end. Not all of them, but there's when they get in groups at different times, it could be fucking poison. So it's yeah. I just avoid it. Drama, uh, Raj. I might like so fucking happy and positive and not and like don't worry about it. And it's like, well, why is he getting pushed? It was do some fucking <laughs> sit-ups. God. Uh, <laughs> I get angry, Raj. Uh, right? awesome. I get flashbacks like a fucking war veteran, and uh, it brings me down the memory lane, not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last, last bit here. I, I actually just saw this a little bit ago. Uh, 
someone sent this to me, but in the latest Observer, uh, there was a story about. So Paul Bearer had did a shoot interview where he's talking about how Howard Finkel was bullied uh, and cried one time while he was there, and it came out in the Observer that there was a story that uh, Finkel one time he was at a house show. He was supposed to take a slap from one of the divas, and he flinched. So he was taken to wrestler's court. And this uh, this is in 2001. So Finkel, first WWF employee, um, was taken to wrestler's court, uh, you know, kind of bullied. And they made him do it again, take the slap again. He flinched again. And, uh, you know, they made him <laughs> basically do it again. So Finkel was apparently on the verge of tears. And he was devastated. And... Anyway, he was t- taking the wrestler's court twice over not taking the slap properly and having to do it again. Uh, according to the Observer, a person called it the most immature and cruel things they'd seen in the business. And this is for someone who had a long career. Yeah. No, and uh, it's probably completely accurate. And I, yeah, I wasn't there for it. But the yeah. business I'd seen when I came in through Tough Enough and saw some of the stuff, how we were trained even in different ways, the mentality was a lot different. And the wrestling business was a lot different early on. It, it's, I would say it's... It's not like that to that degree, but there's a lot of, um, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it is what it is. And the, the problem is I talk to like everyone that's been a part of the business where my opinion is let's make the business better for the future. And I don't care how it was for me. And it, it, it's, uh, it was a lot of negative things that I feel like the business could be a lot better, which I'm very proactive of speaking up to make it better for the future talent where people were like, well, I had to fucking deal with it. Fuck them. The pussies, they could deal with it too. It's just, there's a level to this, man. Like that, that's not. It's just being good human beings that we right. can see in wrestling, and too. And this is no joke, Raj. And I've talked about it before with you. But all these guys that supposedly all these quote unquote the the, the baby face term ribs, aka being a piece of shit most of the time, doing some fucked up stuff to people. A lot of them all die young. Bad karma because you you hear things. I remember people like justifying Andre the Giant shitting in hotel rooms. And, and these are stories that are real. My opinion, that's just not being a good human being. Yeah. Like, How's that funny? Because he's a giant taking shits. And he would say, well, he couldn't fit in the toilet. Well, shitting on the bed's okay? Is that, like, honestly, from a human being standpoint, right. anyone else, you'd be like, why, the, why, someone has to clean that up. Like, what do you think you're better than? I really look at it. Man, there's been some bad people. I'm not saying Andre's a bad guy. I didn't know him. But I look mm-hmm. at things. I just look at things differently. And I hear these stories. I'm like, man, that just sounds like you're just not a good human being. Like, it, it's not, you know, well, how yeah. about we get locked up in a cage and let's see who the fuck walks out. Like, let's just play that game. Like, people, <laughs> I'm serious. Right. They, they don't. Just some bad humans, man, at times. You hear things, and that's not to say all of them, and there's different levels to ribs and where you have fun. But, man, when you hear, like, the bad ones, it just makes me question. I'm like, well, man, you just sound like you're a really shitty human being. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not good. But, oh, they're just ribbing. They're just ribbing. Oh, putting shit in someone's food, it sounds like a great rib to me. You try it with me, I'll fucking kill you. Like, it's not. But that's what they people justify this stuff and glorify it. Like. I don't know, man. Yeah. I get hot over it. it, it it's, and Howard, it, it's, there's just, he's not a wrestler. He's right. an announcer. He loved wrestling. And you heard Chris, he was their number one lackey. He put Vince and everyone before him. And Jim, this, I listen to Jim Ross's book. They're marks for Vince. They're all <laughs> these guys. And that's what it is. And it, it's their friendship, whatever it was. But Vince treated these people like shit. And it's a bully culture that comes down from an environment he allows. 
Oh, I'm an owner of my company. I don't allow that. If I see that, I stop that. Yeah. That's not who I am as a human being. It's a, it's a pure reflection of Vince McMahon as a human being. Was wrestler's court still a thing when you were there? No. No. They did away whatever it was. I would never be a part of it regardless. Yeah. And I would like to see somebody if I don't, and I'm not, I don't give a fuck who you're talking about, Raj. They tell I fucking stop me. That's being a man, but <laughs> right. these people don't think a lot of them don't. They, it is what it is. So yeah. I, I'm not a fan of, of bullying people in that regard. I'd rather let's just fight. Let's <laughs> fuck it. You want to, yeah. you want to try? Let's try. Let's see who walks out. Let's not play the games. So it, 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 it it's a pussy culture. It's not a real culture. So and it's a different mindset. Not to say you have to be a trained fighter. It's just being a man or standing up for yourself. And like Howard to be put through that it's bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't like. It's part of the stuff I don't like, which is why I'm. I'm proud to be doing what I'm doing now. So, yeah. Uh, well, that caps off a, a really busy week. Um, I, I keep thinking things are going to slow down, but. It's probably not. Uh, and we got money in the bank coming up soon, too, where they're going to be fighting in the office. So, yeah, a, a lot of crazy stuff coming up. Raj, I saw that was actually recorded on top of WWE headquarters. Yeah, they, they filmed a bunch of stuff on the roof. I will say, I'll give Vince credit. We're very creative. Yeah. I do remember the old Monday Night Raw opening where they had all the guys fighting. Was on that the on roof. top of the so building? Cool. Yeah, that was the same spot. I did not know that. And that was one of my favorite I think yeah. that might be my favorite with Stone Cold and all those guys with the fire right. and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Vince awesome. milking the money out of that building right before. They- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Smart. No, I will say when they they do great things, man. It's I talk my things from a different standpoint, but that, that's I think that's badass, and I think that's very creative filming it on top of there. So. Absolutely. Like I did not care about this pay-per-view earlier when thinking about just ladder matches in front of an empty arena, but yeah, doing in the building, it should be, should be pretty cool. This this also lends credibility to me with finishes and people hitting like multiple finishes and like from the turnbuckles. Now we can see somebody hit their finish from the top of WWE headquarters onto the fucking street. Like (laughs) like we finally can see a fit, like something, just one finish puts the guy away. So I'm really looking forward to this. It wouldn't be the first time someone got dropped from the roof of a building. You remember the the giant and Hogan? <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't speak up on it because it it's very well could happen. So <laughs> we got adequate padding down there, guys. Everything will be okay. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, Raj. Anything you'd like to plug to wrap up this week? Uh, yeah. First of all, thank you for joining our podcast this last Monday night. Yes. It's got. Brave reviews. People loved it. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. The Wrestling Inc. YouTube account and keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. We've got ton of ton of news and tons of exclusive interviews this week. We've got The Godfather. We've got Lillian Garcia, Damian Sandow, uh, John Moxley. So um, check it out. uh, WrestlingInc.com. Good deal, Rush. Thank you, as always, guys. And thank you very much for listening. You've just listened to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. Feed me more. Thank you guys very much for listening to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report with myself and Raj Geary. Check out WrestlingInc.com for the latest in news in professional wrestling and Feed Me More Nutrition, my all-natural supplement line, available on FeedMeMore.com. Just for listening to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report, we're going to give you 20% off with the discount code SHOOTING20 at checkout. Just use code SHOOTING20 on FeedMeMore.com to save 20%. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed me more. Feed me more. May you rest in peace.
Report.